0: How can we give a tool to somebody that's struggling in their marriage, or not even married yet, and wants to learn more about how to navigate through things? Or actually, that are just starting off in marriage and want a tool. Because I think what happens, too, when you're going through something or you're not really sure about the situation that you're having an argument or you're going through all these trials together, you kind of feel like you're on an island if you're not transparent. And so for us, we thought, man, let's just share our story.
1: Welcome to the special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio, featuring Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Hallowell. Each week, we share a conversation between Daniel and Billy, and sometimes, a special guest will join in. Today, Pastor Daniel and Billy are joined by singer-songwriters Jeremy and Adrian Camp. They'll be discussing their marriage and how important it is to be transparent. They'll encourage you in your own relationships as they remind you to draw close to God as you draw close to your spouse. Now, here's Pastor Daniel and Billy Hallowell with their guests, Jeremy and Adrian Camp, with this special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio. Jesus is real.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome to Crazy Happy with me, Daniel Fusco. Thank you for joining us on this episode where We want to explore what does it look like to find happiness at street level where we all live. People ask me all the time, say, Daniel, doesn't God want me to be happy? I always answer it the same way. He does. God's plan for our happiness is almost never found in the places that we expect to find it. So I want to thank you for joining me. As always, I am joined by my friend author, you know, investigative journalist, all around spiritual provocateur, Billy Hallowell. Billy, what's going on, man?
3: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you?
2: Man, I am having a blast and we are excited for today because we are joined by two of my favorite people jeremy and adrian 80 AD camp I mean, they don't need an introduction i mean pretty much <laughs> the camps are god's vehicle for his message to make it to every i mean jeremy how many number one songs have you written at this point
3: i'm not saying that's you so saying? weird isn't that so awkward to be put on the spot they're like, how amazing are you to write
0: no no it's it's
3: 41 anyway uh, uh, <laughs> Well, no. So Jeremy and Eighty are close
2: personal friends of mine and Lynn. And and I love to tell this story because when I first came to know Jesus, you know, in my early 20s, you know, um, coming out of the music background that I was coming out of, Christian music was very, very challenging. And one of the first real worship artist that i heard that i really like was jeremy i didn't i you know i'd never seen a picture of him this was when he had like when he had like the bleach blonde tips and everything yes that's the same for me
3: in college in college (laughs) it's the same for me the big chops i remember that hair i remember
2: that hair yeah and i remember i'm just like yeah the the, i call them chops because they weren't sideburns. sideburns are like the little like beverly hills 902 you
4: had
2: He'd shots on, like yeah. So, shot. yeah so jeremy's music was was huge and then somebody gave me a copy of this group called the benjamin gate which was the first christian band who wasn't like a, a worship band that i was like these folks are awesome and it was just it was way later that you know jeremy and and 80 you know um got married and 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 i got to meet 80 and i'm like the ah, benjamin <laughs> you know it's one of my favorite groups and so i uh, just adore and there's lots of things that i want to talk with jeremy and Eighty about i mean obviously we can talk about the amazing movie i still believe you know and and we could talk about they have a brand new album that just came out which is mm-hmm. awesome we could talk about any of the 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 20 something 40 something number one hits that we've seen but really today i want to talk about One of the areas that people get into for happiness, but it can be the area where they find the least amount of happiness, and that's in relationships and in marriage. And Jeremy and 80 wrote an amazing book called In Unison, The Unfinished Story of Jeremy and Adrian Camp. And so, you guys, just share with us, like, talk about the impetus of the book for you guys.
0: First of all, I want to say, Daniel, we love you and I've known you for years. And I love that your podcast is crazy happy because that actually depicts who you are. Um, So I just wanted to say that just to kind of put it out there that Daniel really is crazy happy. And it's always given me so much joy when I see you and your smile. Really, we've known and talked for years too. And so we've just always had great conversations. So this is going to be a really sweet time. So I'm going to kind of start there. But honestly, I think that Throughout the years, you know, we have seen so many of our friends. When I say so many, it's a lot of friends that have come to us and they said, you know, we're having marriage problems. But the problem is is that they come to us almost at the point where they've already made up their mind. So that they, they want to ask advice, but but it's all, almost like they've made up their mind on what they want to do already. They've come too late. And I think that We've seen so many divorces um, in our friendships with people, those two people that have worked with me as well on the road, the difficulties that people face when they're away like that. And so our heart really in all of this was saying, you know what? We figured out marriage. We have it all together. Just kidding. That's not really what it was. (laughs) Um, we, We knew that's not what it was. We said... How can we give a tool to somebody that's struggling in their marriage or not even married yet and wants to learn more about how to navigate through things or actually that are just starting off in marriage and want a tool? Because I think what happens, too, when you're going through something or you're not really sure about the situation that you're having an argument or you're going through all these trials together, you kind of feel like you're on an island if you're not transparent. And so for us, we thought, man, let's just share our story. And what that means is sharing all the things that we've went through. I mean, we're very transparent mm-hmm. in this book. I mean, if you've read it, you see, you'll see, you hear our struggles. We had a lot of friends say, uh, even Levi Lesko, he goes, you're talking about, he goes, man, you guys were pretty raw, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> you're <"Yeah,
3: really> honest.
0: <laughs> you really are honest, you know. And I think the thing is, is that that's the problem is a lot of people just aren't honest because we all experience the same difficulties in marriage. And so when you don't share those things with people, you feel like you're on an island that you're by yourself going through this. And we thought, how can we share the things that we've been through? But not just because I think what happens is some people will throw out their dirty laundry and they'll say, well, this is what we go through. Just what it is. Marriage is tough. You know, And it's like, well, yes, but if you don't give the things that God's taught you. And so we've given the tools and things that God has taught us to navigate through the different issues that we've had to navigate through. And you find out when you have these conversations that literally everybody goes through it. You know what I mean? And if you don't, then I encourage you to find an argument that you can argue about <laughs> because you need to have arguments. <laughs> And they work through deep issues in your marriage. And
3: so I, I'm I'm always skeptical of those couples who are like, We never fight. We've never yeah. had a fight. I'm like, come on, like, I can't get through a week without a disagreement. So there's no way that that's true. A week? God bless you.
1: <laughs> You're like,
3: <laughs> it's like every night when I get home from
0: work, we have an argument about it. <laughs> I think that it is though. I think that it's so key to say we're all in this together, you know, and I think that. We just thought, if we're going to do this, let's do it right and share exactly what we've experienced.
4: Yeah. I mean, we just realized there is power and vulnerability, you know? And so it just is exactly what Jeremy said. I remember very early on in marriage, we had an issue and I just remember thinking, I don't even know who I can talk to about this. And then sitting down and just kind of having those vulnerable moments where I just thought, okay, even if they think I'm a total idiot, I'm just going to tell them what (laughs) happened. And when I shared what had happened between us, they were like, oh my gosh, we've totally gone through that. And I just realized right then that that was such a trap of the enemy to make us feel like we're the only ones that are experiencing this. And so I think that's why we just, we wanted to be super honest in our book and say, these are the things we've learned, you know, we don't have it figured out. And that's why we even you know, the subheading is the unfinished story because it was just going, we're still on a journey. You know, we've been coming up on 17 years of marriage and I'm sure there's people that have been married for 40 years that are like, oh my gosh, you guys have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just going, we're on a journey together and we want to be best friends and we want to keep Jesus at the center of our relationship because we believe that's how you get through.
0: You can't do marriage without Jesus, period. And so I think that's the key is putting him at the center of marriage. It's very basic. You know, we hear this all the time, but I think in the book, it's really trying to go in depth and what that actually really looks like, you know? And I mean, if we were talking the other day and it's the old, we all have heard it. Marriage is not about our happiness. It's about our holiness. You know what I mean? And it's like, cause you realize getting in there that it's you're being refined, you know? And I think that people have this idea when they are stepping into marriage that I'm going to find the person that's going to fulfill me. And, uh, when you go into marriage with that mindset, I found this person that's going to fulfill my heart. You're setting yourself up for failure because um, a person can't, with the old saying, you complete me, you know, marriage, it doesn't complete you. Jesus completes you. Marriage is just a, a partnership together and walking through this life together. And so for me, when I think about people getting married and they talk about when I get married and finding the right person, I'm going to be so happy. I always say, well, Here's the deal. Adrian one time told me, she said, "You know, honey, I want to let you know that I love you. You're the love of my life. You know, I know that God's put us together, but I don't need you as much as you think I do." <laughs> and really, it was it was kind of like in the scenario is because I was like trying to figure out how to like make her happy and make everything right, and, and you know, and she's going, "Hey, listen, Jesus is my everything. I love you, but like he's the one that's going to fulfill those needs. You cannot fulfill." Doesn't mean that that I negate my responsibility as a husband to not do the things that God's called me to do. doesn't mean that. It just means that that angst of her saying, I don't look to you for everything. I look to Jesus for everything. And when you look to your spouse for things, for everything, you will be disappointed because we're human, we're flawed and they can't provide the things that only Christ can provide.
2: Amen. Well, you know, I know when, when, The book came out, both Lynn and I, you know, because we love you guys. We're so excited to get the book and we read it together. And and one of the things I love about it is is you were you you both were so real in the yeah. book. And, and because we know you, like, we, you know, we've gotten to share meals together and kind of open up the stuff in our lives together and walk through things together. And so it's one of the things that I've always, you know, so appreciated about both of you. But one of the things that I think that you guys did a great job teasing out in the book, that's also a part of the reality is that a lot of people, they struggle in their relationships, because people are different. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you have different styles. And so like, obviously, like, so for Jeremy and Amy, you know, you're you both, you're unique. But then you come together, you have unique ways about you. I know for for both Lynn and I, like with, you know, my bride being so kind and quiet and being so like ah, all the time, you know what I mean? Like that could be a, a source of stress. In a yeah. relationship, so can you talk a little bit? And you do tease it out in the book a little bit about you know how you've learned to navigate the personality differences that you know maybe at one point tripped you guys up a little bit, or or you see people getting tripped up by the uniquenesses and personalities that actually, like you're saying, it's not meant to, we're not meant to complete each other. We're meant to complement one another and be companions on the journey.
0: That's right.
4: Well, I think you know it is it is hard because. We want the things in our relationships to go the way that we want them. And so we think that our perspective is the right perspective. And, you know, like, for instance, certain situations should be handled the way that I want to handle them. But just realizing in marriage that all of a sudden you have somebody that is perhaps looking at exactly the same thing as you, but with a different perspective. And I think what we've really learned to understand about each other, is just presuming that Jeremy is not evil because he sees something different than Mm -hmm. me. Because I think we get so frustrated with each other's differences that it's like, oh my gosh, what is he thinking? But you know, depending on what culture you've been raised in, depending on family dynamics, all different kinds of things who shape who we are, but not negating that we each have something to bring to the table. And I think one thing that we've learned is when those moments bring conflict, that even speaking of conflict, like that was something that we had to get used to in Jeremy's family, his family sort of sweep everything under the rug and, and kind of prefer to just put a happy face on and like, everything's great. You know, whereas my family's like gloves on, let's go, (laughs) you know? So my, my parents had a very like tumultuous marriage. And I mean, they're both our parents are still married, but just had a very, very, very different way of dealing with conflict. And so when we got married, you know, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like, let's have our first fight. And Jeremy had this sort of like, oh my gosh, something must be terribly wrong if we're fighting. And <laughs> just learning that even conflict in and of itself is not bad, um, that it doesn't have to be a knock, knockout drag down thing, or it doesn't have to be something that every ounce of conflict is bad, but it really is an opportunity for us to walk in grace with one another and just go, okay, I'm going to stop for a minute presuming my husband's intentions are good, he's not evil, and just go, okay, what is it that he could possibly be trying to communicate here? What it, What is it that God wants me to learn from him? You know, because I think by bringing different perspectives, we're able to learn just a whole different side of the story. And I mean, I feel like, and we don't even need to get into this, but it's like just so many different divisions that are happening in our country right now. It's because we're so set on seeing things the way that we want to see them. And it would just be so much better if we would just take a moment and not presume that there's everything evil about the other side or your spouse and just go, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me in this? What is something that I need to let go of? Or what is a compromise we can make? What's a middle ground? You know, I mean, even with our kids, they'll bring scenarios to me. And oftentimes I'm like, well, you're actually both wrong. And you both (laughs) have something that you need to grow in. You know, maybe in one area, one is more right than the other, but they both have something to grow in. And just so like asking the Lord, God, what is it that maybe he started the argument, but what is it that yeah. I need to do to learn to like walk in humility or whatever it is?
3: This um, country needs marriage advice. That is, it's actually funny. Like the parallels are really funny though, yeah. right? Like
4: Because when you said that, I was like, that's so
3: true.
0: Well, even with conflict too, people deal with conflict differently in a sense of You know, so we had to learn that she wants to deal with stuff right away. Mm -hmm. So if we have a conflict, she wants to deal with stuff right away. And I like to process. I need to step back and process. And so at first she would, I mean, we had some pretty tumultuous times when she would keep pressing to deal with it. And I'm like, you have to stop. Like this is, I can't operate, give me my space. So then I had to compromise and make sure she knew, okay, listen, I need my space And she goes, well, make sure you tell me that you will deal with this at some point. We will have a conversation that we can't let this go for a long time. And I had to go, okay, I get it because you, instead of me, because she thinks I'm rejecting her.
4: Yeah, it felt initially, his withdrawal um, felt like rejection to me or that he was giving up on us in a sense. And it was like, no, 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 we can't do that, you know? And so realizing they can be a safe space where he can withdraw a little bit and process, but then, like he said, made the commitment to come back and say, okay, but in a day or at the end of the day or whatever, we're going to commit to taking time to talk this out. And
0: Well, I think too, even going with, you know, we're talking about conflict and stuff too, is, you know, when you go through things and we think about, you talking about what's happened in our country and like a marriage advice, what we need. We, all the time, we always, when we go through something, it's like, God, I just pray for my wife, change her heart. <laughs> it
4: right. would I mean? <laughs> so
0: be so great <laughs> if God would just change her. It'd be so much easier for me, you know? And really it's it's like, God, what are you teaching me? Yeah. And that is so yeah. I'm, one of the biggest things that I see in marriage is that people are they say, God, change this person. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you can't change or pray for a person, but don't pray that you necessarily change their heart because God might be saying, Well, I'm actually allowing this to happen so I can do a deeper work in your heart and make mm-hmm. you more like me. You know? <laughs> and I, I think that's the key even in our society yeah. in our friendships. I mean, this is like just relationship one-on-one is just saying, God, in this scenario, what are you teaching me? Mm-hmm. And in marriage, it's the, one of the biggest things we see in conflict is that people are, are wanting that person to change and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you have to go, God, I need to change. Mm-hmm. And how can I handle this better and love my spouse more like you?
2: Well, one of the things I love about what you guys are saying is, you know, we talk about crazy happiness and finding God's plan for happiness in unexpected places. One of the things I always like to tell people is that happiness is on the other side of humility. And really what you're both talking about is like in in conflict and in relationships and in marriage, uh, if you automatically assume that you understand where they're coming from and it's a bad place, and, and if you automatically say, things would be better if you were more like me, that's an arrogant disposition of the heart. I always like to say that, you know, you know, I think it was C.S. Lewis who said that humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking about yourself less. Mm-hmm. And, and really what you're saying is that in order for a husband and wife to function in unison, there needs to be space made for each person to be honored for their who they are and how they roll and find agreement on if there's different ways to handle conflict, different ways yeah. to work through things that uh, n- no one spouse gets the privileged place, but both, both say, hey, I need to make some room for them to be where they are so that we can connect together. And, and I think, like, like we're saying, that's one of the biggest issues today is that nobody wants to make space, which begins with, I'm not absolutely right and they're absolutely wrong. Right. It's like, it's like we're, we both have areas that God wants to work in. Yes. Right. Amen.
4: had one final thought on that it was just, you know, obviously this year we've done a lot of interviews, especially about the book and stuff. And just the thing that kept on coming to my heart is that humility breeds healthy relationships. And no, so always I like that. That starting point, that you've, you've no. got to go, okay. And it does, it starts with us. It's like, I can't wave a magic wand and create humility over Jeremy's heart. So it has to start with me.
3: Yeah. So you guys are really open, right? There's been a feature film, right, about your lives. You've talked about your lives. Now you have this book where you're talking about things. What's that like to open? Because it's a little, to me, that's a little scary. And I think it's really good. But what's that like to fully open up your life to the world?
0: I think, honestly, we live in a society that puts on its best foot forward constantly with social media. And I think we've developed a very disproportionate view of what the world really is doing or people and how, who they really are. We see marriages, people posting, like you said, like we're perfect and look at our family. And you know, where you see people like, taking selfies and they put the filters on there, have no wrinkles. And I like that
3: <laughs> really one. I love those filters. That's the only way Billy takes pictures. That's how I take all of them.
0: Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. So, and- I love it. But I'm just saying like, it's not correct view of what's happening in my society. I think that because of that, I'm in a sense, button against the system. We're, we're just trying to go, we see the error of that and we see how our kids are also being brought up in that. Mm. And I wanna show them a real different way. And I'm not saying that we're always in every aspect transparent. And, and, I, and I wanna go back to this again too, because I wanna go back to the thing where I talked about throwing out your dirty laundry, because you'll see the other end of the spectrum. So you'll see the fake and everything's perfect world. We're, we're all good. And you will see the other end of the spectrum where they literally just say, this is just who I am. And I always just leave my house messy. And this is just, and it's like, okay, I I understand what you're doing, but we have to have some kind of uh, middle ground of going, here's my dirty laundry, but here's how I'm cleaning it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Here's how, this is what God's teaching me through that. Mm -hmm. And so really to answer your question, I think it's just, I think authenticity is what our generation is lacking, but they're craving it. They're craving it so much and we're seeing that and so at the expense of people going oh man and if, if people are like i don't like that that we see that much about you it's like well I, that's not who i'm trying to reach anyway you know to be honest we're trying to reach the down and outers that, that feel like they're the only ones that are alone
3: the you know? word authenticity it's just funny because we're talking about being crazy happy that word comes up in every episode at least once of this show As we're talking about happiness. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think the idea is, and Jeremy, you're teasing it out so perfectly, that idea of like, our culture loves transparency, which really says, this is who I am, deal with it. Right. But, But really, biblically, what God is looking for is authenticity or vulnerability, which says, this is who I am. And I think I need your help to get better. And I think in a lot of ways, like you know, the, the book that you guys wrote and obviously in the in the movie, you know, and I remember when the movie came out, I've been, you know, we've been praying about it for so long, right as the pandemic hits. I remember like Lynn and I like went to the movie theater and got in and they closed the movie theater like the next day, you know what I mean? And we're like, and we're in the movie theater and we're watching it. And We're we're walking through that period of your life in movie form. And I'm just, and I, and I just walked away from it being like, I'm so grateful for the authenticity and the vulnerability, you know, of both of you to be able to share that story. And it wasn't like you're saying, just like, here's me being transparent. This is my dirty laundry? Deal with it. It's like, no, no, this is me and my journey and God's doing a work here and I'm inviting you into the work that God is doing. So I think there's a difference between that authenticity and transparency. And it really boils down to the redemptive work that Jesus wants to do in each one of our lives.
0: And authenticity and transparency, it breeds freedom.
1: If you've been married for any given period of time, chances are you're well aware that marriage has its fair share of challenges. With a 50 50 chance of marriages surviving these days, it almost seems like throwing in the towel isn't all that bad. However, in Pastor Daniel's interview today with Jeremy and Adrian Camp, you learned some fresh insights and perspectives how the marriage could be blessed and truly encouraging.
4: If you'd like to listen to more from the Crazy Happy Podcast, you can visit JesusIsRealRadio.com or look for Pastor Daniel Fusco on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll be notified each time a new edition is posted. And then be sure to join Pastor Daniel and journalist Billy Halliwell for more discussions and interviews that are relevant to your life today. Now back to Josh with a preview for next Friday's edition.
1: Perhaps one of the most unfortunate approaches to marriage that we can make is in thinking that its sole purpose is to complete us or make us happy. While these emotions are definitely a part of marriage, there's so much more to this God-designed unity. As Pastor Daniel continues his interview with Jeremy and Adrian Camp, you'll learn about some of the powerful ways in which they fortified their marriage and built unity. Well, that's all we have time for on this special edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. For more information, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com and don't forget to subscribe to the Crazy Happy Podcast with Pastor Daniel. Be sure to join us again for another edition of Jesus Is Real Radio.